Charlie's friend, Jim Slater, was a fighter. He rushed the rider, his hands grasping for the bridle. That's my horse! Give it to me! Simultaneously, at the sound of his friend's shout, Charlie turned and felt the heat on his face before he could recoil from the pistol that shot flames out its barrel just inches from his head. He watched Jim crumple into the dirt of the street without a sound, his left hand still clutching his Bible. His eyes, wide with shock, clouded over even as Charlie knelt beside him. He heard the oath of the rider as he pulled the horse around and kicked it in the flanks, disappearing around the side of the general store. This is all wrong. He attempted to wipe away the warmth from his face, and in that moment realized it was his friend's blood moving in a free-flowing stream down his hand. Seconds ago, while walking to the church in the square of the little town of Kalichaha, Jim had complained of the loss of his horse during the night, after Charlie had picked him up in his ranch wagon, and they had headed into town for a meeting of the church elders. Where's the doctor? Get the doctor! He looked up into the faces of the crowd that had gathered silently around the lifeless form. A woman with a hand to her throat. The store clerk from inside the general store. A loose gathering of Indian boys. The pastor and elders from the church. He felt a hand on his shoulder. The pastor spoke. He's dead, son. No need for a doctor now. Charlie stood and looked around for his wagon, the team still tied to the hitching post in front of the church. Help me put him in the wagon. His friends from the church stepped forward to help pick up Jim's body. Charlie had never lifted a corpse before. He tried not to stare at the lifeblood that had stopped running out on the ground, splattering into the dust. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. The men struggled to the wagon bed with their burden. No one spoke for several seconds. Here, mister, he dropped this. One of the street urchins handed him Jim's Bible, smoothing the dirt and blood off of it with his sleeve. I'm sorry about your friend. I know the fellow who was riding the horse. His name's Terrell. He's a friend of my pa and a mean man. I saw him kill his dog one day just because it wouldn't get out of his way fast enough. Thanks, son. Where does he live? Outside of town, just past the creek. He placed the Bible underneath Jim's arms, which were beginning to grow cold and stiff, and crossed them on his chest. He buttoned his jacket over it to keep it in place and smoothed Jim's long golden hair underneath his hat, laying his head with tenderness onto the hard wood of the wagon bed. The pastor stepped forward. Charlie. Let us take your friend home. You need to go find the law. He went through the motions of handing the reins of the team to the pastor, his mind racing back to the feel and sound of the bullet whipping past his face and the look on Jim's face as he fell. Without thought, he shifted his hand to his Winchester rifle in the corner of the wagon box, a symbol of the West, justice of the gun, not justice of the law. Their wives were such good friends. He knew Selina would comfort Jim's Betty. But who would comfort Selina when the terrible news was delivered, if he was seeking his own justice? But this time, he could not step back and let someone else do what he knew he needed to do, kill a stranger named Terrell. He looked at the clerk. I need the marshal. Where can I find him? The clerk's hands shook as he pointed to the center of town. He's at his office down the road by the courthouse. I saw him when he came in for a cigar about noon.
The marshal, having been summoned by the street urchin, rode up and stopped at the back of the wagon. He stared at the body for a long minute and then spat into the dirt. I'm United States Deputy Marshal Ayers. Who wants to ride posse after the killer? Several men in the crowd stepped up. He turned his steady gaze on Charlie, his eyes flicking to his fingers wrapped around the rifle barrel. What's your name, boy? You know how to use that Winchester? Charlie barely heard his reply, spoken through his drooping mustache. Charles Barnhill, sir. Yes, I can shoot as straight as anyone. He removed the rifle from the wagon box and pulled his cartridge belt from under the seat. The marshal smiled. Now, young man, you got a horse to ride?